Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss another episode of Rick and Morty from the sixth season, number five, Final Dismithination, written by Heather Ann Campbell, directed by Douglas Einer Olsen, a take on one of my favorite franchises. And I say that rather sarcastically because let me tell you something. Final Destination has all of my worst phobias, plane crashes, uh, roller coasters, automobile accidents. After the third one, I was like, you know what? I have high enough anxiety. I don't need PTSD after what is supposed to be an entertaining movie experience. We begin our episode in Panda Express. I like Panda Express. I don't have any, even if they're cooking meth in the back, that would explain why that chicken's so damn good. Now I wanted to give it to Jerry because I mispronounce things that should be said a different way all the time. However, there is no ING after Chow Main. The guy, he almost had me saying it like he said <laughs> So I need him to stop saying it like that. Oh, don't diss me. The, the waiter says it. This is not an actual Chinese restaurant. So there's that. I don't know why you even took that person that's just as vanilla as you as an expert. He also needs to stop considering the zoo an actual theme park instead of where animals go to die of depression for our exploitative curiosity. How does one get diarrhea at a water park? The zoo, I understand. You know, it's for animals in any legged variety, but I got nothing for water parks unless you're that scared going down the water slide you crap your pants and we are talking jerry here i'm not into tiktok challenges i don't like when people bring those things up to me because i don't get on the tiki talks that's how it's gonna stay i've never been on tiktok i don't sign up for tiktok my daughter shows me tiktoks and i'm like "Uh uh-huh i don't I don't know why this isn't as funny as it might. Uh, Mimi shows me good TikToks, okay? She's usually people falling. <laughs> and it just happened to make its way to TikTok. So I don't know if that counts. We are all in agreement, though. You eat the cookie before you read your fortune. Only because I'm more interested in the thing that has value to my life. Being that sugar slight sugar rush that you get depends on how hard up you are for sugar the first fortune is summers who says hard work often pays off (coughs) bullshit followed by beth who gets a fortune that family time is time well spent the lies there you go both of those scenarios depends on your family And if you are working for corporate America and where you're working and what race you are in said corporate facility. Jerry just says you will have sex with your mother. Doing your mom. Do it. Doing your mom. Pray for me. 
question was, has your mother already had sex with you? Because it may explain some things. We haven't seen Jerry's parents, actually, at least I don't recall seeing them since they were swirling with the help during that Thanksgiving episode where grandpa had the Superman uh, outfit on. Or did she get divorced? I don't recall. Later that night, Jerry gets permission to throw up his fortune cookie just in case somehow said fortune comes true which for most people would be a no-brainer however this is jerry smith and jerry smith seems to be fully aware that he is a jerry smith he's now a meme don't hand that advice down to summer then he goes well it's not working because sleepy gary ruined my gag reflex oh no i know I'm glad they haven't forgotten some of their jokes because that's the best part of Archer for me. And I can watch the first five seasons straight through every single time. Well, I'll skip a few episodes here and there. But the genius of that show is how well they keep track of their own jokes. <laughs> um, and despite the fact that Sleepy Gary wasn't real, he was definitely real to Jerry he continues to amuse his family with the increased possibility the next morning that he could in fact sleep with his mother everyone else else rationally brushes it off as hysteria especially when he ignores his mother's call something he hasn't done i always ignore my mother's phone call unless it's the end of the week i'm like i got time to talk today okay i got time to talk (laughs) it's almost always on my terms and it's not my mother has gotten so well I, I like to i don't know if i should give myself credit for this or not but i've i've got her trained in the last couple of years <laughs> she don't call unless it's something worth saying <laughs> otherwise she'll call on the weekend if she just wants to catch up like no i'm i'm very very strict about how much interaction goes on in my household <laughs> maybe if everything over there wasn't always some bullshit i'd have more more empathy to take phone calls however the thing about trying to avoid something is you increase the chances of it happening i don't know why this is also prophecy logic but there it is jerry takes heat on all sides there was well he started it don't go upstairs and put tape over your dick dude or at least lock the door when you do because you know your trash ass kids gonna be up there taking photos you already declined not to put things on social media (laughs) to your ratchety ass children and that's exactly what they're gonna do including posting his his mama's photo on top of a naked woman little weird that jerry hides in the closet so much that they are able to make a life-size puppet doll of grandma and put it in there for it to fall at the most inappropriate spot it's a little disturbing how far they're willing to go within an hour (laughs) to make their father's life miserable but i only could chuckle because that's where grandpa likes to spend his time Jerry dressed as Morty because, quote, I will now definitely be doing your mom. 
end quote. That's my quote, by the way. Something that Morty refuses to unpack. Like, what do you, you know what? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You, you're not making this any easier for yourself. He doesn't really want to go to the zoo because he's afraid that he's going to bang his mom. So Space Beth and the rest of them head out. Because Rick decided to do a nice thing. He's like, you know what? You can take whatever stupid shit you want to take seriously. And if that means you don't want to go to the zoo, you shouldn't be bullied into going to the zoo. Which I thought was very emotionally intelligent of him. He did lie to give him the out so that they didn't sit there in the in the yard arguing about this. Because as soon as Rick said, maybe there is something to it. Beth was like, well, come on, kids, be, be, be well. He admits he didn't scan him, but now that he is, would he mind participating in some experiments? The first being, which box would you like to stick your penis in? (laughs) That has a photo of your mother in it. Since he continues to pick the same box, he says, I'm not going to stick my penis in it, but I can tell you which box I would pick. Rick has to say something to him. He's never told anyone. We have to go to Panda Express. I don't understand your gripe, Rick. They want your attention, but maybe this is something on social media I'm unaware of because I've yet to be on social media interacting with any of any fandom when it comes to this show. It's just me and Shy, and I love it. Rick gripes about how they need to incorporate liquor if they intend to get his attention. Jerry doesn't understand how his fortune is possibly connected to him. And he says, what am I am to this story? Or what am I to this story? The father-in-law? They have godlike powers. So clearly they would be into me, not you. A shootout ensues at the Panda Express the minute he opens the back door or the I guess it's the back door into the kitchen, but it turns out there really were mixed signals because they were shooting because they thought Rick was DEA and they were busting their countrywide meth ring. Whereas he was shooting because he thought they put the fortunes in the fortune cookies. They take the delivery truck for their silence where they are leveled down into a facility retina scanned with rick casually remarking that he knows who's behind this it has to be the cookie monster (laughs) that was a that was kind of a joke that would make jerry laugh and as much as this whole entire episode he's like i wasn't trying to make a friend he really was doing things a friend would do he saw he he saw that everyone was dragging him laughing at him and usually he's the he's right there with popcorn enjoying jerry being the punching bag but in this case and scenario he's like okay you have a concern it's a it's a legitimate concern you're you so it's even more of a possible conclusion uh the situation is is kind of fucked up so here's a kindergarten joke to make you feel better at least chuckle put a smile on that face turn that frown upside down more espionage including jerry finally dressed somewhat appropriately as the assistant something we had to see twice and he referenced the show this that this was from but i've never seen it 
they stumble into a meeting where a blonde woman talks about well it's a conference meeting dragging her vagina across chinese silver grass and sleeping on beds of grain this does sound like something bezos gates and d kane who needs some inspiration for a career comeback would attend they need to go to a deeper level than these awful conferences that i still know no one who's ever showed up to um i think george carlin said it best <laughs> why do i need to get a self uh, a self-motivated book i'm motivated just go do some shit <laughs> he said it more eloquently this actually wasn't a setup to lure rick because he obviously has a god complex and a bit of an ego they actually stumbled upon the way in which the fortune 500 control the populace through through fate for profit and instead of blowing up the facility as jerry wants to do it's better if they garner this power for themselves <laughs> uh to which i get my best line of the episode did you fuck my mother <laughs> said already did what just playing with you another face-off occurs that rick loses using jerry as a shield you said the thing i thought you were doing if my answers frighten you vincent then you should cease asking scary questions he explains that because he has an unfulfilled fortune which is to have sex with his mom he's pretty much immortal i'm not going to bother explaining what rick said in regards to how they're pulling this off just know that fate is a gravity field and instead of pulling small towards big it pulls unknown towards unknown and this alien is being utilized to inform those that wish to exploit fortune in the form of fortune cookies for their own gains <laughs> thought about giving fortune a third try and I thought otherwise. He also tells everyone the fortune cookies you're eating are bite-sized poop snacks. Shit. The company is flooding the market with lame fortune so that the real ones will come to fruition. However, Jerry's fortune is an attempt for the captive man to be free so that he can have relations with the non-sentient alien but not before marriage because he's catholic so much to unpack in that statement no consent a man knows <laughs> that's that's not consent <laughs> i thought she liked it i know she likes it no she doesn't speak and you don't talk her alien language you you can't make these statements but he also has no problem messing with lives but draws the line on religious practices what happened to the other ones where he told people to fuck their moms he's like i guess they fucked their moms <laughs> before they could escape the white woman crashes the party to say she found control in her life for the first time when actually an alien landed in her yard and she just ate it shit before another gunfight ensues but this time everyone having uh uncertain fates or something to that effect it gives them superpowers 
I can't die. You're a black man. You know there are worse things than death. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? White woman, because that's really what they were calling her, and she was all in white, says she has an unresolved fortune that's so unattainable. She can't be killed and it's to be the most successful businesswoman. So Rick steals some money from Goldman and Sachs and fulfills her dream. <laughs> Calling her lame for wanting to work as a future goal. And I agree with that. If I can pick any other fortune, you best believe working ain't going to be one of them. There's a reference here to a Margaret Howe when the alien is finally let loose by rick who frees it frees her and she clearly was not into what uh what the man was putting down he even say m for man oh they were doing some funny little wordplay so i googled margaret margaret howe because i didn't know who that was and i learned too much way too much carl sagan belonged to a secretive group called the order of the dolphin which despite its name their research focused on extraterrestrial extraterrestrial intelligence um how does lovick get into this she decides she wants to work with this team she uh is like well they get like upset when i go home at night so she starts to stay at the facility she's working with these dolphins and then she's like yeah well you know one of these dolphins named peter you know we're doing speechless i don't know how the fuck these dolphins have anything to do with et but let us continue she learned that when we had nothing to do uh that was when we did the most should have said that was a direct quote she continues he was very very interested in my anatomy if i was sitting here and my legs were in the water he would come up and look at the back of my knee for a long time he wanted to know how that thing worked and i was so charmed by it i got that whoa, na, na. horny bitch detected horny bitch detected oh it gets better Charmed might not be the word to describe how love it felt when Peter, an adolescent dolphin with certain urges, became a bit more excited. She told interviews that he, quote, would rub himself on my knee, my foot, or my hand, end quote. <laughs> Moving Peter back down to the enclosure each time this happened became a logistical nightmare. A logistical nightmare. So reluctantly, Margaret Howe Lovett decided to satisfy, reluctantly, the sexual urges of the dolphin manually. Quote, it was just easier to incorporate that and let it happen. It would just become part of what was going on, like an itch. Just get rid of that scratch and we would be done and move on. She continued, she insists, quote, it wasn't sexual on my part sensuous perhaps 
It seemed to me that it made the bond closer. <laughs> Not because of the sexual activity. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> but because of the lack of having to keep breaking. And that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much a fucking dolphin rubs itself. Dogs rub themselves against humans. You know what the humans do? Back up, Fido. You ain't fucking me. <laughs> We're not doing this. We don't sit and put our hands down next to Fido and be like, let me help you out. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the actual fuck? You are going down in history at this. And thank you, Rick and Morty, for letting me know. Because what the actual fuck? What the fuck? I can't even say anything other than... The way you're bathed in light Reminds me of that night God led me down into your rose Garden of trust Dolphin was confused. He thought your knee was a bitch. <laughs> and you let him believe so. Uh, and if you did that to help him out, what else did you do? What else? How close did that bond get? Truly. Oh my gosh. The people, the, the, and then y'all, these are the same people who be like, don't take vaccines. <laughs> That's not science. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. So that we could better understand the joke of how, you know, <laughs> assuming reciprocal affection exists just because you stroke someone off or did sexual things to them does not mean it's accurate because man got eaten. The situation is getting more dire for Jerry as the black hole sucks out stick to the wall guy who was going to live because, you know, he had such a lame power. But no... His anatomy gets sucked from his actual body before conveniently taking off Jerry's pants so that he can land right into his mom's open V-hole. Luckily, Rick decides to use the last fortune to shoot it in his mouth, literally, because he had to get between. <laughs> I love the blurred out penis and the blurred out mom's vagina. Just <laughs> so that, that that didn't happen. They get back home with mom, none the wiser, and Jerry thanking Rick with a thank you note inside of a fortune, but Rick gets shitty when he calls him friend, as that was his fortune all along to make a new friend, and now he's no longer immortal, something he's upset about, and he says, you know, new friendships don't even last, permanent friendships are, are you know, they, they're over rated or something to that effect i don't know but jerry says something that was uh actually what's the word i'm looking for um wow it's really not come to me it's not not at all but he says <laughs> he says that maintaining a permanent friendship is something that is within their control even if fortune is not within their control which earns him a slap 
But because he cried and he is a friend, he apologizes. Don't be a bitch. The after credit scene features the rest of the family at the zoo watching a commercial that's on repeat about how people come to the zoo to eat the zebra food. And then Morty breaks it down anatomically. Uh, no, that's not the right word. Analytically. <laughs> that the zoo is actually that the humans are the real animals in the zoo for what they do at the zoo which is to watch the animals there was a thing called human zoo so it could get very 30 dark zero if we want to go into that type of history because <laughs> that's tragic and unfortunate why so many people feel the strangest urge to touch other people's hair I gave this episode an 8.3 out of 10. I didn't expect to like it as much with only Jerry. We all know Jerry's not my favorite character. But, you know, it's nice to give some heart to to him if he's going to still be here. And it's clear he's still going to be here. And I do like the voice actor a lot, Chris Parnell. He was on uh, Archer as a somewhat similar character in <laughs> Cyril Figgis damn i really gotta watch some more archer we were watching it for so long and then we just kind of fell off and now i don't even think the seasons wait i think they actually are on hulu maybe i'll see maybe i'll just run through like my favorite episodes of archer <laughs> as a rewatch what am i saying i don't have time for that but we'll put it in our list of things we may want to do to get the group back into back into it since we're only watching a couple of shows together right now all right, if you want to send feedback, buckercouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast at Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Whip it real hard, whip it.